I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day and welcome to the Farms Vice Podcast with your host, Jack Creswell. Whether you farm it, service it, or just love it, this podcast is for you. We'll bring you the techniques and technologies you can implement into your day straight from the leaders and innovators themselves. Spread the farm's advice so that we can reach more farmers right across Australia. Follow us on all of your socials at Farms Advice and let's get into this episode. Welcome back to Beyond Record Keeping with the team at AgWorld. Farms Advice has partnered up with them to bring you the stories of farmers out in the paddock, out in the field, from Tasmania over to the mainland, of how they're doing it and actually digitising their records for the better, creating efficiencies, and then that's really what we're after on this podcast, on our farm, but probably you as a listener as well, as a farmer, employee, to see how you can improve your own farm. Let's get into this episode and the many others if you haven't listened to them. Make sure you do have a listen. Some cracking episodes in this series. So don't miss out and let's get into this episode. Simon, thanks for coming on today. Part of Beyond Record Keeping with the team there at Ag World. Great to have you on. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thanks, Jack. And mate, as your experience coming onto the show, it's always like welcome this experience. Um, bolstering what we're doing on the podcast, but also bolstering what farmers are trying to achieve um, and the big buzzword of what ag tech, ag world is and how it's playing out into the landscape of Australian agriculture. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a really interesting space that's been around for a long time in some respects, but also, you know, for many people, it's just starting to become something that's impacting in their day to day. And I, I think it's a it's a really exciting, confusing, mixed space of how everyone in the industry understands where that where they fit in that. So, um, I commend you for for creating the conversations. Yeah, I think like we just need to start that conversation and see how or where we can implement a new technique 
or new piece of technology. It doesn't have to be uh, all new sort of stuff, but just rehashing. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're just trying to improve ourselves. Those one percenters as well for our farm, but also farmers right across Australia. Yeah, for sure. So let's kick it off. Let's hear about yourself. Where has Simon Foley come from? What was your journey to get into the role at AgWorld where you are now? Yeah, well, uh, I guess my potted history, look, I don't come from a farm, um, although I do count the fact that my Irish heritage does come from a farming background. So I I claim that from time to time, but I didn't grow up on a farm. My father did grow up in the country and and did, did have various connections with farms early on, but it was probably not until... Um, I was sort of towards the end of my schooling life that I had some interaction with with farming through working on wheat bins in, West, in the West Australian wheat belt at that time. And at that stage of life, I was curious about what I was going to do. And farming had some appeal. And I, I ended up out of that experience studying agricultural science at the University of West Australia, which is, uh, I uh, finished that degree, I think, 30 years ago this year. So that's probably about my span of time in the industry. Um, I went out of university and ended up working in the government for a while as, as a farm advisor and then ended up joining Elders uh, in the early 90s in the West Australian Agronomy Group when Elders had started seeing agron- agronomists and agronomy skills in their business as an um, important part of their operation. And so it was one of the first handful of so agronomists working in the West Australian context and um, through that experience worked in a few different locations in Western Australia and then moved into a farm management role and, and spent several years working as a farm management consultant. So uh, took my agronomic knowledge and applied it within a business management context. So seeing how businesses operate in their entirety was a, a really interesting, challenging experience. And um, after that, moved into working in, in, in the investment space in, in crop production systems and was involved in, a, a, I guess, a startup at the time that was quite innovative in the way that it built some financial models around crop investment and and was involved in uh, ran ran that for for several years and then have been with agro for for the last nearly eight years in the technology space so my my background's been very much in the agricultural sector but uh, my current environment within technology is uh, you know I look at it interestingly because I, I've been part of that environment or cohort of people that you know knew what life was like before the internet and before mobile phones and and um, it's a very different environment we, we live in now. And I think from an agronomic service provider, farming, business operation point of view, it's very exciting. But it's challenging because it's complex and, and farmers are, are busy people. So my background um, has probably led me to where I am now and, and really enjoy the challenge of you know, being involved in building a, a technology products and making sure that customers of AgWorlds uh, find value in that and, and seeing how that evolves around the globe and and uh, yeah it's a really interesting time to be involved yeah i think so especially when we've got the smartphone in our pocket at the touch of a at your finger you can bring up any sort of app and now especially the agricultural apps are more applicable and widely used our connectivity in australia mm. is getting a lot better still like not the best out way out in western new south wales as i know but like yeah. australia as well yeah, you know, look, I think connectivity is, is well recognised as a primary limiting factor yep. in, in how the, the broad uh, farming communities in, um, you know, interact with technologies. And um, it, it comes up as the first thing, but in my experience over the last several years, it gets better every year incrementally and new solutions come to the market and 
uh, and it's I know it's a great source of frustration for many growers and, and barn businesses and those that service them, but it, it is incrementally getting better and I, I think we'll ultimately get there. But you're right, the, the ubiquity of smartphones means that um, growers have, have access to a whole variety of information. But I think what's important is that what gets surfaced to them must be really pointed to their environment. And that means growers have to take some ownership for how they interact with those systems and make sure they're not getting overwhelmed with information more so than getting the right information at the right time. Yes, certainly. And that probably puts us well on course on to talking about what we are on this episode today and integrations, how farmers are utilising different aspects within their farm, the different technologies, and how we can actually combine that together and that data can be read simultaneously across the platform um, without having, like, reducing that friction from login to login, but also the sharing of uh, the data that we've collected on farm as well is pretty vitally important. As farmers, don't you think, like, we're quite just, just a lot of data collecting? We weren't quite yeah, sure what to do with it yeah. five years ago, and now we've got it. I think the biggest challenge growers have is, is they, they run businesses often have multiple enterprises that have their own unique characteristics in terms of the information that they need to manage them effectively. It sits in different places and and ultimately that challenge of having or, or the perception that there should be one solution that does it all is, is a fallacy. And I think growers should be really clear that there is no one solution that will meet all needs in all situations, in which case they then have to look at pieces of their operations and say, how can I optimise the way I use technology in each of those parts of my business and then bring them together? And from an agro perspective, we recognise what we can do really uniquely well. And then we want to partner with others that do things uniquely well and build integrations and bridges to connect the information in ways that are easy to do but also make a lot of sense. And, and, and it's easy to actually say, but it's hard to do Technically, and, and our journey over the last probably five or six years around the, the technologies that connect solutions under the hood has improved quite a bit. And in other sectors, integration technologies are well understood and, and quite mature, but in agriculture, not so much the case. And so it's really a case of, of us as a solution investing with others that we can find, find as partners to leverage that underlying infrastructure to create a really good development experience for those third parties but also create a good usable experience for yep. for the growers and i think a number of our integrations that we do have on the, on the table today are good examples of that of trying to bring information from different sources into a different context to add meaning at the right time yeah, okay certainly and like as ag tech as the company what was the reasoning for not actually like building out yourself as ag world and what's the advantage for yourself and the clients, farmers on the other end, of integrating with another company instead of having AgWorld mobile edition, like AgWorld branded? Well, I think I think the vision that we always had was that the problem to solve in the in the agricultural space is is complex. The systems, the farming systems, the biological systems we deal with are incredibly complex. And so it would be, you know, it would be really unrealistic of us to say, well, we can solve all of that problem for everyone. So, for example, AgWorld is focused very much on crop production systems, and we deal with probably 200-plus crop types around the globe today. And, and we made the deliberate decision 
not to invest in you know the financial space you know the the bank reconciliation cash flow budgeting management we we made the decision not to invest in livestock because they're they're their own source of investment that are well beyond what, what we have the capability of investing in so it's a it's a really pragmatic position to have is and for any of us in, in whatever we do we've got to be we've got to be clear about what we choose to do that we can be really good at and then connect to, to other things to extend that experience into other places and so whether it's you know, connecting into SEMIOS with what they do with uh, irrigation management sensors and, and high-value crop um, management situations or livestock with the likes of Mobile or cash flow management with the likes of Figured or machinery operations with John Deere um, or Precision Ag with PCT. These are all solutions that have built up their own expertise and functionality that we can tap into and integrate and create a connected experience and we're only going to see more and more of that because the the ag tech space is confounded by lots of investment lots of logos lots of businesses claiming to do different things and the ones that play well together will be the ones that survive and can achieve scalable effective solutions in the future and so i think from early on that's been clear as a strategy of ag world and i think um some of the evidence that's in the market today is, is suggestive of you know that that's the right approach because we can't be all these things ourselves. We just don't have enough money and yeah. resource to do it. Yeah, that's it, especially for lacking re- the resources to get the job done. But that plays out nicely for farmers. I see like there's a huge opportunity for farmers to outsource their work as well. So if you've got a fence to build, but you can go and work something else and get another team in. So that's what you're doing as an ag tech company and sort of leveraging off the other platforms like mobile figured semios as well mm-hmm. but also collaborating and improving how farmers can use their data between the three four systems you have in play yeah look i, I think every farmer is time poor you would know that well yourself Jack. And, the, yep. and the fact is that wherever you can use something or do something or find a way to save time you're going to you know, naturally move in that direction. And I think saving time is about making better decisions and making better decisions is about having better information. I think if growers collectively start to, and, and many have, but but collectively start to understand that the the better they are at managing information that can support them and save them time, the, yeah. the better position they will be for those use cases in the future. And today, much of these systems are about managing the on-farm, the within-farm gate information. But as we increasingly become uh, 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 an industry that's connected to supply chains, supply chains are demanding more and more information that support their understanding of how the food we produce is produced sustainably or in ways that comply with um, um, meeting regulations, et cetera. And so I think there's many reasons why growers need to become more aware of and own the creation of the data that's important to them because it will have all these secondary and tertiary use cases, whether it's carbon footprint, you know, accounting processes or, or meeting compliance requirements through processes or meeting compliance for market access. Growers need to have a certain base set of data that they can manage across the different things that they need. And it's, it's not easy, but it requires an investment of time for each farm business to decide what's important to them because every farmer has only got so many hours in the day and their time is worth money. And if you can save them some time, then, then you're going to save them money. That's the, the principle we operate on. Yeah, I think if you if we take a step back a couple of weeks, a week or two, um, and talk about TNS Smith, the 
macadamia mm. farm management. He's running an operation, 300 people, talking with investors, and then down to Nichols in Tasmania where his old man's running the poultry and him and his partner, I think, and another worker are running the farm um, essentially and how that still is creating that um, that value as like however big your team is down to different sizes. I mean, he, he mentioned uh, the 100 head of cattle or something um, and how he's utilising ag world, but if he has cows as well, cattle, that's going to play in having mobile as an advantage for him as well. Yeah, I think whatever, you know, there's, there's probably a size of business where, you know, Thurnus is an example where, you know, multi-site, multi-state, multi-location properties, that they, you just need transparency of information in a format that you can easily understand what's going on. And without that structure and consistency of information, it's very hard to do. And, and the other side of that is transparency. Once you've got transparency with information, you can create accountability within businesses and that transparency also enables others in the business to understand what's going on in a much easier way. So whether it's, you know, from one generation to the other within an existing business or from a management group to an investment group, the ability to exchange information and tell the story of how that production system is working is, is essential. And I think we see a lot of large-scale farm businesses and, and, and even farming businesses that have moved through a scaling process over time recognise that beyond a certain point, they just can't mentally keep up with all the information. And having systems that can create that transparency means that you have better discussions with staff, better discussions with other members of the business, better discussions with investors, bankers, others that support the business operation. And I think without that, it becomes all anecdotal and 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 near miss, in which case uh, farm businesses these days are of a size and scale where near misses are not, you know, don't cut it. So... Lots of reasons why having, you know, a good structured way to manage information is important. And um, I think that, that that trend is not going to change. And, and I think it's only going to add to particularly what the next generation expect to be available in farm production systems where they're much more tech savvy than perhaps my generation and prior generations that didn't have exposure to these systems that are cloud-based and available anywhere, anytime. Yeah, I think, and that's like, the more we grow into it, the better it's going to be and the more as a farmer we'll use it and probably the next gen is going to see that adoption increase dramatically once we actually sort of own the assets in this transfer from boomers down to the next gen as well. And I think the point there, um, Jack, is that the, the, the adoption of technology and the use of it in all its different forms that's available today is very much a journey for everyone in each farm business or in any business that's adopting technology. You've got to, the value comes over time and, and you've often got to stick to that. Yes, you can solve some really pointed, gnarly problems today, but a lot of the problems that we will face in the future need to be solved by a sequential, organised approach to managing information. And I think that's that's not a familiar experience for many, many people, and, and but it's one that requires patience and a consistent strategic view about the importance of it in each business. Yeah, I think so. But it doesn't, it's just about changing our habits of writing in that notebook rather than on our phones, iPad or computer, just sort of skewing. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I was talking to someone the other day who, who and many, many people do all the work in the day, come home at night time and then write down or, or record somewhere what they did. And you know, that that's fine, but that's two hours you want to be spending with the family or, you know, doing, doing some social activity or some exercise. And 
And I think nowadays everything can be done in the course of doing the job. And if, if you're doing that at that time, then there's an immediate saving in time. It's just a change in behaviour yeah. that, um, that, that people need to go through that experience. Yeah, don't worry. I've actually had that argument with my old man. So he, he likes to pull the data up a little bit in his notebook and then go back and put it into mobile. But I think like we don't walk away from the yards until that information's in there um, and we can receive it wherever we go live instead of maybe I've got to go out and check something and I need to know those numbers or something. And it just mm-hmm. enables us to react a bit different and a bit quicker if we need to do so as well. Yeah, and look, that, that challenge is no different in our business running day to day. We we have you know, many, many different systems and processes that allow us to understand you know, how our business are operating. It's in that respect not different to many farming businesses, but it is about managing people's behaviour and setting standards around how you want to do that. And yes, it's difficult when you've got generational differences, but um, you know, it's not insurmountable. It just requires people to have good conversations around what's important here, how much is our time worth? What if we did a little bit more, we get a two, three times effect out of that? And, and uh, I think that's a, you know, a really challenging, uniquely interesting thing about agriculture is finding more efficient ways to do things. Yeah, exactly. And like when, when you touched on that value, you're not going to see that value straight away. Um, and farmers, probably that adoption is how it's, they're not seeing the value until they utilize that product, are they? And then they're convinced and sold on that, um, how it can work for them. But mm. like that initial phase, that's actually a question coming up. But let's go into it and talk about these integrations. I'll kick it off with Mobile. How did it get started and how can AgWorld users um, utilize this? Well, I think, I think Mobile is a, a good example of where you know, we have a livestock solution that is focusing on livestock production systems and has information for that mixed enterprise farm business that's got a bit of both that they care enough about that they want digital solutions for both. We, we, we invested in a technology that we, we call a frames integration, which is just a means by which we can allow third parties like Mobile to send information into a context in agro that's specific to a, a field or a farm or a crop or a season but in Mobile's case, be able to display some mob-based information inside a geospatial representation of where that sheep is in AgWorld. So as a, an AgWorld user, I can see that mob, that, that livestock enterprise and where it is today and a little bit of information about that. And, and it makes a big difference to the fact that I don't have to swap between solutions. And, um, and, and I think for many mixed farm businesses, they've been looking for that, that type of solution. We The technology itself is our response to the fact that it's very expensive to build data integrations between solutions because AgWorld needs to know what the third-party data source is. We need to be able to have a way of storing it, displaying it, you know, redisplaying it, knowing what it means. Within the case of how we've done the integration with model, we don't need to know, but it's model determines what's available to the grower. So it's a pattern that we, we're following quite a bit at the moment because there's many different types of integrations and we want to take the lowest technical burden approach we can to, to explore where do these things add value. Yeah, I think I always say that mixed farming is the the average, the majority of what Australian farms are. I've done a few polls on Instagram. I don't think they're the biggest teller of what is out there. But I think like mixed farming as an approach, we're wanting answers to both improving our livestock enterprise back into our cropping as well and how can that work together. 
And that's probably what you're doing with your integrations as well. Yeah, I think we're just trying to bring two different data sets to, together in a way that you know, allows a little bit more seamless access to that, access to that information for, for those that need to, to see. And often what we're doing in a crop or a pasture management context um, has some impact on how the livestock manage in terms of you know, moving mobs between fields, taking account of you know, historical treatments in fields and withholding periods and what have you. And, and over time, we'll progress to build on top of those integrations to surface more information in ways that it's relevant to, to, to users of either solution. So I think there's, there's many more of these sorts of integrations that we can continue to explore over time. And, um, and the more experience we have of these things, the more we understand how to do that efficiently. So I think it's an exciting first step. And, and um, we, we continue to look forward to feedback from the market about how that's working for them. Yeah, that's it. And exactly, it is a first step and it's only going to improve how they work together also how that farmer uses the interface the user face and what they want out of it as well yeah correct um so talk to me through it when you log into ag world is mobile like the livestock is just a bit of an overlay into your property map is that how it's working yeah so so uh, the integration infrastructure means that we're trying to make it really simple for the user to an ag world user who, who's using mobile goes into model mobile what, what we say is called it authenticates or says, here's my username and password, put it in the right place in mobile, and then all the magic happens. And, and I think that sort of experience as a user to connect two systems together with accuracy between the two systems is what we've enabled now using, again, authentication methodology, which is a technical term, but simply means that we can link two accounts for the same business together. And then as a result of that, we can exchange basic information about what, what is in that mob from mobile inside AgWorld. So I can see easily on my AgWorld iPad app or, or iPhone app, you know, tap on a, an icon of a, of a sheep or a cow and see a little bit about that mob, how many how many days they've been in there, grazing days, DSCs per hectare, you know, just basic operational stuff, which is letting people know there is a, there is a mob of sheep in there. It's, it's pretty... It's a pretty simple use case, but it's actually a very powerful one when, when you know, you talk to people that are running mixed operations and, and all of those moving pieces, being able to see where they are at any point in time is very helpful for staff and others that have been tasked with doing something that they can see on a map and, and it's easy to execute. Yeah, I think more simple you go, how basic it is, the better, because that's just another decision I don't need to make of like how many days have those sheep, I'm scratching my head, out in the paddock or in the yards thinking, is it 20 or was it 30? I can't remember if I wrote that date down in my notebook correctly or whatnot, but it just takes that thinking, power of thinking, and you can go on to something else in your day and improve something else. Yeah, correct. And, and look, other things like initial setup around having all your farm field names consistent and being able to bring boundaries across. So you, your map interface is consistent. You're not having to duplicate entry things. It's, it's just another small quality of life step that, these integrations allow where, you know, Agwell might be the source of truth for boundary information. So if you change a boundary mm -hmm. in one place, it, it updates in another and you don't have to keep these things in sync manually. Again, as I say, quality of life issues, they save time, they give growers back time in the day and, and that's ultimately valuable. Yeah, certainly. And like that's what the podcast is sort of built on, trying to improve farmers and maybe we'll get a holiday one day. Um, but we need to have a farm that operates that's, we can get away for that time as well. 
But last question on mobile, is it a two-way street? If you log into mobile, can you apply the elements of what AgWorld is? Not today, uh, and that's certainly something that's been required and it's something that we look to progress to. So um, I think it's probably often requested that applications that might be recorded in AgWorld that contain things like withholding periods are relevant to the livestock operation. And so creating more transparency about that sort of information back in the model is, is another aspect that we'll, we'll look to try and manage in time. There are technical considerations about how we do that and, and those sorts of infrastructures required for that is still things that we are investing in. So again, it's an iterative approach where we incrementally move towards these things as we understand the value proposition. And yep. um, yeah, because once we build it, we've got to maintain it. And that's why we take yep. an incremental approach. AgWorld connects growers, their staff, agronomists, and contractors on one easy to use farm management platform. By capturing farm data on AgWorld, users have key information at their fingertips at all times for managing a more data-driven, efficient, and profitable farm business. Contact AgWorld today to find out more. Let's move on to Figured. The Talk to me about it. It's the counting software. Yeah. So I, I think for, for many farm businesses, they understand the process of budgeting you know, for their whole farm business for the year ahead or multiple years ahead or in different decision points within the business, purchases or leases or whatever, and ultimately being able to finance that through through discussions with the, the bank or consultant or accountant. Figured has been around for several years now as a, a farm business-focused cash flow management solution that tightly integrates with Zero. Zero is a cloud-based accounting solution. And the Figured Zero combination is really creating a modern cloud-based experience for those businesses who want to manage cash flow within their business operations for mixed or, or, or cropping enterprises. Um, AgWorld obviously deals with cropping systems from a field gross margin point of view. We don't deal with whole farm business, but a lot of the information that we contain is important within the context of that cash flow uh, structure for, for a year ahead. So a lot of the information that we capture in great detail in AgWorld supports the creation of the figured cash flow. And, um, so the integration there is about enabling a mapping. So farm field names, crop names are consistent and linked. And then relevant categorised expenditure information is, is brought into Figured. So that's supplemented by real information out of AgWorld and ultimately then aligned with what's actually been spent through which through zero, which is linked to, to bank and from an accounting point of view. So it's trying to link the production information into the financial information. So at a whole farm business level, you've got that better, bigger, more informed financial view. And uh, and we've been at that integration for some time and, and it's, uh, you know, it's in a really interesting space globally for how businesses have a really good financial real-time sense of how they're travelling, supported by detailed field information. Yeah, great stuff. And so for Figured, does it like give you a breakdown into your paddock, like what it's cost to get that crop, that livestock, your inputs and everything like that. Talk to me through that. So I think it can certainly give you enterprise level analysis um, based on the information it captures. And, and ultimately, it's not necessarily there today that we can bring all that information back into the context of AgWorld. Yep. So it's a bit more that the, the structure and, and the production level information in AgWorld today is supporting the creation of cash flow budgets in Figured. But again, that iterative approach is over time, we want to make sure there's a, 
a relevant two-way flow, two flow of information between the cash flow context and the production context because not everything fits in both. So yep. they're trying to move the right information at the right time. And um, again, it's something that we've been investing in, we figured over a number of years and we'll continue to do so as we get feedback from different user types, whether it be accountants or consultants or growers themselves. Often these solutions in an integrated form are best supported by third parties and, and some, some farm businesses themselves are not well-placed today to set them up for success. But most often the financial story is supported by an accountant, a consultant in consultation with getting the right amount of information to the, to the bank so they have confidence in their lending decisions. Yeah, I think like it goes to play out for a lot of things of that data. So like for carbon farming, if, you, if you've had that collection of data for the last three to five years, get on top of it, even for the year, you've got a base, a benchmark to go from. Um, and I suppose that's what you're talking about for that we figured you can go to your account, your bank to see what your production levels are and how that can play out, getting a new loan, expanding your operation or optimising to buy in inputs. Yes, exactly. I think, I think the challenge for many farm businesses is that they haven't had to think strategically too much around what, they, what sort of data they need to collect in a way that's you know, structured and accessible, but it's also exchangeable into other contexts. So whether it be supporting financial decision-making or supporting you know, a carbon or a greenhouse um, gas footprint calculation or you know, that, that supports some sustainability opportunity. I think a lot of it requires base data, which ultimately is going to come down to growers and, and, and the businesses in which they operate, prioritising the collection of that data in such a way they can organise it and then use it for many different things. So there's not this duplication and recreation exercise which soaks up that time that we talked about earlier we're trying to save. Yeah, definitely. And farmers, what we want to save on is time especially, but also a cost of inputs and how that can play out into becoming more efficient as well. Yeah, absolutely. A lot, a lot of that, that decision-making is underpinned by having good, good data. And, and I think that there are a lot of farm businesses, particularly as they've gone through a scaling exercise, have recognised there's just too much information you can't keep a track of in your head, you can't keep a track of in the, in the notebook. And ultimately, even if you can, it's not very transparent to other people, you know new generations coming in or others that are interested that that need to feel confident that the right amount of information is being collected within the business. So look that that's a that's a challenge for every business to have to come terms to, to come to terms with, but there are definitely tools that um, support that journey. Exactly. And that leads us into Semios. So we had Michael Gilbert on at the start of this series and it was a great conversation actually our first out of Australia CEO to come in and have a yarn to us about what's going on with Semios Ag World. But let's break it down for the integration. How is Semios supporting those within Ag World? Well, Semios as a global company has been, um, you know, for many that don't know, Semios purchased the Ag World business um, in August of last year. And so Ag World is now you know, same brand, same product, same people, same operating countries, but now part of a Semios group. Um, Semios have uh, been very successful in the high-value crop production systems, but primarily in the in the US, but also in other parts of Europe. And, and they've taken a really precise approach to the way they understand environmental factors influencing pest and disease management in those high crop contexts. So 
there's a lot of environmental information they're collecting through their platforms that some of that information makes sense within the context of AgWorld. So again, we've built an integration that brings uh, environmental information into the farm management context that AgWorld is in a way that means you don't have to swap back and forward. It's there present for you in the experience of AgWorld. And I think that's, that's primarily of relevance to our US um, and, uh, and North American customers, but it is something that, that I think over time, again, same pattern, we'll follow that as they progress into other markets. And, and while Semios are probably not that well known in the Australian market, they do have a presence here and, and we'll look to grow that over time. So again, we're looking to develop patterns of these integrations that we can build technically, quickly get feedback, incrementally iterate on them and then see them scale in different markets to, uh, to deliver value. Well, now, so, for example, that's, that's weather information, you know, probe information, environmental information, all the sort of stuff that many farm businesses are now used to saying, seeing off weather stations and, and uh, that, that exist on farm businesses or nearby. We're just trying to bring that information into the agrile context. Yeah, well, farmers used to be the probe out in the paddock themselves, seeing if it was too mm. cold or too hot out in the paddock and what pests were. So it's good we can come inside when it's all year round sort of sensors checking on what we're doing in production wise as well. And I think that the, the fact of the matter is that once you start to integrate these systems with the data, you can start to overlay and build up insights between the data systems. And I think that area of insights is a really powerful one that I think as, as more data becomes available, we'll see these insights become much more proactive rather than just saying what's happening today or what's happening yesterday. It's about what do we think will happen in the next period of time and what might we think we should do to respond to that. And I think that's a really interesting and exciting part of the technology landscape is taking this organised set of data that businesses are now starting to have access to and see it in a way that they can analyse and then start to use that from a predictive point of view. And, and I think this is where the promise of technology starts to hit home, that we can make decisions with a much better informed, um, confident way of seeing you know, that we've made the right decision based on the environmental information we've got available to us. Yeah, I think that is like important, having that overlay um, and how that can change the way we make our decisions. Just basing off one answer and then overlaying that with another for farmers is pretty vital. And as you build up your own ecosystem, go into making a two-way path for the ag techs and um, we'll really sort of polish off the farmers to really gain off that as well. But like what you're doing sounds great with these collaborations and integrating. Um, and I think it works both ways for the farmer benefiting, but also for yourself to build your own ecosystem out. Yeah, and I think, I think ecosystems is the right way to think about it. And, and probably many, many farm businesses don't really know what that means, but over time it'll become more apparent that you know, it's just a, a way of putting all of the pieces of a puzzle together. So it makes the best picture possible for them. And, and I think that's that's probably something that happens too slow for some, and and, um, and certainly not 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 quick enough. But uh, it, it is it's a slower journey because you've got to get it technically right. It's got to work, and it's got to deliver on people's expectations, and uh, and, that, and that takes time and commitment. Yeah, definitely. I think like it working for farmers, like technology being applicable. If it doesn't work, cut it off but with the bolstering of what you're doing with these integrations is really going to enhance um, lifting up and optimizing this area of the farm as well. Like they've been working on their crop for 10 years. 
now they can start to sort of analyze what they're doing with their livestock or they can actually introduce some livestock trailing behind the header as it runs or however they want to run it. Yeah, for sure. And look, I think it's also, it's a lot about growers, but it's also about technology for those that support them. So, you know, the advisory agronomy, you know, technical specialists need systems that can support the way they um, deliver their information to their grower customers in a more scalable, efficient and, and structured way. And I think, you know, the other integration we've been working on for several years now is with PCT Ag Cloud as a precision ag tool set and it's used widely by customers in the, in the US and, and in progressively by a number of agronomy and agronomy companies in the Australian market who are particularly interested in the precision ag space and, and PCT Ag Cloud have a, have a really good focused precision ag tool set and, and the integration there is about bringing that into the context of ag world and supporting the two-way exchange of information and make precision ag uh, outcomes more achievable for, for more growers and, and more agronomists. So I think integrations have impact on different user types uh, from our perspective in the market. And, and a lot of our agronomist users of ag world are building out and, and, and learning how they can be more digitally efficient in the way they provide information to their customers. And we've, we've seen, you know, uh, significant adoption across the agronomy networks as well. And, and now adding to that with a precision ag piece is also building out their offering for their customers as well. Yeah, exactly. So for farmers coming on, existing farmers, how are they actually adding ag tech into their own ecosystem? So I'm an ag world farmer. Um, how am I actually adopting mobile into my practice? Well, I, I think there's a few different pathways where growers see that. I mean, another one we didn't talk about was it was inventory. So, you know, inventory management is a is an important part of many farm businesses, particularly with scale where they have a lot of value tied up in inventory that's on farm ready to be used in the production cycle. And, and being able to manage that inventory so we, we know what we've got to use and then we can measure what we consume and have those systems interact is another step. But all of these things get added onto as farm businesses address that as the most limiting factor for them. For some businesses, it's about just having a basic digitised farm map that they can see on their phone or their iPad or the website and, and be able to you know, print that out if they need to or have it available in a digital form they can share with others that simply means that they can point to something on a map and, and use the GPS capabilities of the phone to allow staff to navigate them. So it's, for some people, it's a very simple outcome and others it's much more comprehensive across these sets of solutions. And yeah. there's no one, there's no one set of things that suits everyone. It's, it's, it's a bit of a journey to add on incrementally through um, the, the different layers of capability that, that people are ready to consume. And again, this is where tech can be quite overwhelming for, for many farm businesses, particularly where they've been used to doing something in a particular way, pen and paper or whiteboards or whatever, or, or nothing for that matter, just better conversation. You know, I, I think I'd encourage, you know, those growers that are thinking about technology, just start really simple, you know, find a really simple use case. And whether that's in the machinery space or, or in, in, in better record management, um, you know, start simple and, and, and feel successful doing that and then look to see how can we build on top of that. And, and a lot of times it means not everyone in the farm business is, is, is tech savvy or wants to get involved. So how do you have someone that can be responsible for that learning experience is, 
up to having good good quality conversations to say, well, look, I'm not interested, but you know, my brother, my cousin, my uncle is, and um, and they're the ones that are going to help move us forward. So, I think the message is start simple, work out what's important to you, and then get advice from others, talk to others, talk to your neighbours, see what they're doing, see what their experiences have been, and and um, and from that point. Find a way that you can start confidently and build from there because it will take a number of seasons. It's not yeah. not an overnight thing, and that's the important message. It's a it's a journey. Yeah, baby steps into it. And as farmers, we only get one season each year. Whether you do one or two crops as well, lambings, calvings, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. But like as you know best, that adoption phase for farms to come on can be a slow process. But something I picked up from Tennis's episode was actually adoption, past that adoption by that farm, adoption by the employees. So he actually went out and just bought everyone iPads, slapped them in the tractors and said, here you go, here's a tool to utilise. Um, and that's the way he put into it. So I thought that was pretty interesting to see like yeah. how a farm actually puts it onto their employees and convey the benefit to them. Absolutely. I, I think this is a business decision that you've, You've got to go down this journey as a business. You can't go down it as individuals because you don't get the collective value, the, yeah. the transparent value of having everyone on the same page. And I think having single sources of truth that multiple people can tap into and see or contribute to as required is a central part of that, that collection and organisation and ultimately realising value on it. And it's different for every business. And I think if you don't start with engaging the people first, then often the tech doesn't realise on its promise because you have these sort of um, you know piecemeal implementations which which don't allow everyone to get behind it and people learn in different ways they learn at different paces and, and it's no different in farming it's uh, something you've got to help your you know your slowest person get up to speed with the fastest person and then you get all the business value and it, it takes time it's a whole business commitment and um sitting down and thinking about that and talking through what that means within your individual businesses is, is just really important conversations. Of course, not during busy times, don't do it in busy times, but you know, reflect on the fact that when things go wrong, it's often because we didn't communicate well enough. We didn't have good enough information. We, we made assumptions and, uh, and, and that, that's the sort of stuff that you can add a lot of value by making better decisions and, or, or making less bad ones. And, I think this is where tech can help out a lot. Yeah, I think it is the tool for communication and how we can relay, relay that to our employees or even outside of that through audits and compliances as well. Um, just conveying that communication is probably the biggest tool that you can use on a farm as well, whether you're one, two, many, I think, I think 300. Yeah, transparency, Jack. I think if you've got transparency of information and, and you own what it means and you can own how it how it gets used, then you know there, there's just a lot of value to be extracted. And for many businesses, they're not they're not used to that approach. But you know, many businesses also have got scale over time because they've had to to respond to economic conditions, and it becomes much more transparent. You just can't hold everything in your head yeah. with accuracy and consistency over time. And the historical aspect of that is just as important as what we're doing today because as we know there's a systems approach that you know, what, what we're doing today leverages from what we did last year or last production cycle and understanding that explaining to others create that transparency is i think really important yeah exactly it definitely is 
Um, for moving on, for farmers, uh, how would you break down the data data silos as a farmer looking to reduce, like by using the AgWell platform and these other integrations? What's the easiest way to get a start on it? Well, I think um, you know each business needs to ask themselves, well, what, what do I need to know that I can't easily find out today? Yeah. What What are the key business drivers and, and pieces of information that I need to have access to regularly. And, and as I said earlier, it could it could be just having a better farm map, but it could be a farm map that displays, well, where are all the different crops and, and, and crop types and where are the different varieties and, and what is our plan for the current season and, and whether I've got a, a plan in sort of broad detail or I've got a plan in very specific details. How can I take that plan? And often, at least in the ag world experience, um, you know, work on that with your agronomist or, or your consultant to build up that plan that then becomes very detailed at a, at a, at a field level or a paddock level so that your staff and others can see what your intention is and can go through and execute that in a, in a controlled, organised manner. And um, so, so I think that that planning execution piece is where most growers get busy. And if you've got a good structure about what your intention is, then then, then I think start there. And then... Whether that means bringing that into the financial context or linking that with your machinery operating environment or linking it with your other enterprises or, or um, you know, just engaging your staff in, in that information is, I think, pretty simple stuff you can do today, tomorrow. Um, and then layer on top of it and, and recognise that most of these solutions, well, they're all supported by people who are there to either have a phone call or have a, have a web session and, and talk about what you're trying to achieve and give you help to get there quicker. And I think many, many businesses probably get caught up in trying to work it out themselves and they've got limited amounts of time, so it should just work the way I want it to work. But if you ask a question, ring them up, you know, make sure that you're dealing with somebody who can, you can ring them up. Um, so here's what I'm trying to achieve. How do I get there? And, and we have a support team, for example, that's there. You know, every day, all day, to help people answer those questions quickly, save time, keep yourself moving, be efficient, and um, you know, by all means, use the companies to ask those questions and understand how you can get you know efficiency out of them. Yeah, exactly, and they are there. Yourself as AgWorld are there to support the integration of AgTech onto farms, and so it is a smooth process um, and a bit of backing there as well, which is vitally important. And I think Jack, some of these things you can try them. Yeah, yeah, you don't. If you're not really sure, try them and just see if, if it can work for you. Or maybe you say, well, it's not going to work for me today, but I can see how it might work for me in six months or 12 months' time. And, um, or, you know, there's generational change within the business and someone's come into the business that's got a different perspective or a fresh perspective and part of their responsibility can be uh, looking at how these things can add value into your business. Because all of these things have to have a time and place and and that's um, that's an important recognition. But not engaging doesn't move you forward either. So I think, you know, start small, work incrementally. That's it. And for yourself, would that be your short and sharp farms advice for farmers looking to improve the integrations of ag tech on farm? Yeah, I think, I think they, you know, where they're interested in looking at things, some things they might be interested in are not available today. You know, we haven't, they're not available in the form in which people would like them. And, now we look we look for that sort of feedback because it tells us a little bit about where we could go in the future. But 
equally, you know, all we do is what we have today, we can explain how that might work and people can assess what it is. But by all means, talk to your peers, talk to your, your neighbours, your brothers, your, your cousins, people who've got different tech in, in, the, in the business. And, you know, Twitter is full of people talking about how their farming experiences change because of what they learn from others. And, and that's the best way of learning for many farmers is, um, is to talk to your agronomists, talk to your neighbours, talk to others and see what they've found successful or, or what they found not useful or really useful and, and um, you know, see if any of that fits within your business. Yeah, exactly. And bounce off different ideas around the people in your district or even outside, like listening to the different episodes we've had on the Ag World series. It's pretty important to get these conversations out there um, and have that sort of one-to-one with yourself and the farmer that's listening on the other end that might be looking to integrate Ag World or Ag Tech into their operation as well. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think podcasts like, like this one are really helpful for farmers to just have that information flow coming through. And there are a range of them around ag tech that, that do help create context on where is the technology heading and how is that relevant within the, the confines of each, each business, whether that's a, a production business or whether it's a, a service business, such as you know, retailers and other service providers. They all have to try and operate more efficiently over time and technology can support that. And, uh, so it is, it's not just about what happens on farm. It's often about what happens around the various businesses that support the production systems on farm that tech is being brought into the farm or, or, or talked about. Uh, you know, for, we, for example, we know agrils widely used by agronomists uh, and widely used with many growers, but some growers are not, not aware of that because they, they've never asked the question or has not been brought to their attention. So there's there's already a lot of information being captured that they can participate in in really simple ways today. And so if that's of interest, talk to your agronomist if you're not, not aware of it. Yeah, definitely. So thank you very much for coming on. We'll wrap it up there. We've had some great conversations and key takeaways that farmers can come into this conversation and just see what they can take away, take home, and if not, use it as motivation to drive their business to the next level as well as an agribusiness. Absolutely. Appreciate the conversation, Jack. As I said at the outset, it's a really exciting time. It's challenging too because it's not easy. And I think it can get confusing but uh, and, and, and to some a bit disillusioning. But the reality is that there's a lot of value there today and, and, and take it for what it is, explore what it can give you today and, and then be ambitious about what that might look like for the future because there are things coming towards us that will require us to be better stewards of our data than, than we think we are today. So... Um, you know, I'm enjoying being part of it, but, you know, sometimes it's not easy, Jack, but we, we do our best. Absolutely. That is it. Um, to a T, how can people contact you, Simon? And where can they find you? Uh, yourself on social media, Twitter? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn, so people can look me up there, send me a message, happy to connect in that environment. I, I'm, I'm not an active Twitter user. I, I am there, but probably not that obvious. And, uh, and obviously through through AgWorld, just you know, contact us, support services. If you want to chat with me, I'm, I mean, I'm happy to give out my email address and mobile to anyone. I'm, I'm happy to talk to growers and others direct. I've been in the industry a long time. I understand for the most part where, where people are at and, and it is challenging within production environments. So I, I get that. And, you know, it's, a, it's often a, a privilege to be able to talk to people about where their challenges are and, and give them some insights based on our experience. That, you know, might, might get them further down the path than they might have otherwise thought they would be. 
Yeah, beautiful. Well, I'll drop the links into the show notes. But nonetheless, thanks for coming on again, and we'll see you further down the track. Thank you for tuning in to the Farms Advice Podcast. It is produced by Advert Your Eyes Digital, the agribusiness marketing specialist. Go to farmsadvice.com.au for more information on this episode and the others before and spread the farm's advice. If you love this episode, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe as it helps other farmers find us too. But until then, next Tuesday, keep on farming. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Farms Advice podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.